Hi, I'm Miles Budimer, Senior Editor for Motion Control, and welcome to Design World's Technology Tuesdays podcast for February 10th, 2015. Thanks for joining us. Uh, today's topic is going to be on micro-stepping error in stepper motors, and I'm speaking with Don Labriola of Quicksilver Controls. Uh, let me tell you a little bit about Don's background. Don is a PE, uh, that's a professional uh, engineer, president and founder of Quicksilver Controls. Uh, his background includes uh, 20 years in the design of medical analyzers, both uh, system level and motion control. And uh, his company, Quicksilver Controls, has been providing hybrid servos for 18 years now. And he also has 35 years of experience using step motors in a variety of uh, applications. So he brings quite a bit of wealth uh, of knowledge to, to the table here. So um, welcome, Don. Thanks for joining us today. Good morning. All right, so let's uh, let's start things off here. So let me ask you, um, microstepping. Um, so let's say we have a 256 step microstepping motor. Sounds like uh, sounds like a pretty high uh, resolution motor, I think. Right. So is this true? And if not, uh, what are we missing from from the picture, so to speak? Well, there's actually several air sources in there. Uh, first of all, any DC offset current in the microstepping level in the current sensing or imbalance between the two phases can go through and cause errors in there, and that's as simple as your current sense resistor okay. or input offset on the uh, driver on it. Okay. Uh, at the motor itself, you have about a 5% step-to-step variation as the specification of the motor. So it's uh, 5% of a step as you're going through and rotating it if the current were perfect. Uh, but it, even at that, you still are fighting friction, uh, particularly some of the stiction effects. Okay. And you're also going through and uh, having to go through and provide torque for a load that's on it. Each of those goes through and causes the motor not to point where you think it is. Hmm. Okay. So uh, in that answer there, you mentioned you mentioned uh, stiction. Uh, so why is stiction so critical then? Well, slip stiction, uh, particularly if you have any overshoot on the motor and you're ringing in, mm-hmm. you're not sure which side the motion is coming from. And stiction has the property that when you get down to a certain uh, speed at the molecular level, you're actually going through and causing the materials to uh, friction to come up as you come to a low speed. The friction will increase. Okay. And it will stick. You know, this name stiction. Right. And that goes through and causes you a force of unknown direction, so you can have a, a uh, plus or minus air, and step motors only generate torque when they have air. Right. And they're yeah. exactly where they're supposed to be. You've got zero air. Uh, to either side of it's approximately linear. Uh, real shape is a sine wave of period four steps. Mm-hmm. So if you have 10% of the motor torque in air, you're going to go through and have uh, close to you know eight or 10% of a step of air. Okay. So that 256 micro steps is off is suddenly looking not so good when you've got five percent variation in the motor, given no load on it. You know, you put on magnetic bearings or air bearings, which you don't have, mm-hmm. and then you have any load of what you're coupled to. You have a lead screw or a belt or a gearhead that you're coupled to. It has additional friction and stiction. Right. So open loop, you don't get exactly where you think you're getting, and you have problems with any uh, resonances of ringing in from a 
direction that you're not sure where the final ring's going to be, so that makes your error significantly larger than you'd ever get if you were thinking that you're actually resolved. Okay. Excuse me. Resolving down to uh, one two hundred fifty-six of a step. Okay. All right. Interesting. Um, so let me uh, uh, let me ask you this. Then I've been hearing um, quite a bit lately about uh, this new. Maybe it's a new category of motor. Maybe it's just a new way of uh, saying something. Uh, saying something older. But I've been hearing a lot about these so-called hybrid uh, servo motors. Hybrid servos. Um, which uh, may be a stand-in or maybe just a different term for uh, closed-loop stepper motors. Uh, what do you know about that? What can you kind of uh, tell us about uh, those types of motors and uh, you know, how do they work maybe? What are some of the benefits? What are some of the you know, pros and cons maybe as well? Well, the hybrid servos, uh, closed-loop steppers, there's actually a couple of flavors of them. Uh-huh. Uh, you have the true servo four-quadrant control proportional control of the current, and you have the, what I call, quasi-closed loop, where they are open loop until their air gets up to a full step, and then they go through and hold that uh, air by going through and commutating to try and keep them up at peak torque. Okay. The uh, disadvantage of the latter one, uh, where you actually have a period where it's running open loop, is you still have all the resonance issues. You'll have a rough ride, but... Uh, like a guide bar on the roller coasters, you won't come off the track, but you'll still have a rough ride. Mm-hmm. Uh, the ones that are true closed, you do need tuning. On the other side, you're allowed to tune it to go through and optimize how it's operating with the load. Okay. Uh, I've actually started playing with these actually in the area of about 1983, so I've been hmm. involved in these quite a while. Yeah, I'll say. And... <laughs> Basically, you're using an encoder to go through, or some sort of feedback device, to determine where the motor is and go through and commutate the motor from that feedback and also go through and control the current to only produce the torque that you need to make the motor follow the waveform that you're trying to do or the motion that you're trying to do. Okay. Uh, Advantage, they run much cooler and they run much faster. Uh, We eliminate both the low and mid-frequency resonance by going through and actually, in our case, we model the motor to go through and uh, get some additional damping, and we can simulate viscous inertial dampers on there to go through and get uh, a wide inertial mismatch capability fairly easily. Okay. So you end up gaining a lot of capabilities with a open-loop stepper if you have high inertia. It can ring, uh, I've seen waveforms of them literally where a uh, reaction wheel continued to ring back and forth for about 17 seconds. Hmm. Uh, while it was running. It just, hmm. there's no damping in the current drive systems. So they're very high impedance and no. with a, put a good inertia on it and they can ring for quite a while. With a closed loop, you can actually settle that down very quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, uh, when we first came out with these to go through and show them at a show uh, in our booth, the uh, couple of people who were presenting there came up and one guy was presenting how it would be possible to use stepper motors as servos. The other one was saying in his paper, no, you'll never succeed. They came past and the uh, first one was like, wow, you're a lot farther than I've, I got on it. And the second guy was, I don't have time to talk. I've got 45 minutes to rewrite my talk. <laughs> so it <laughs> they're, they're not intuitive, but what you end up with them is an extremely high torque as a servo that's continuous. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of the low-pull-count motor servos that may have about the same torque, 
but they're getting it only in a peak situation. So they're putting eight or ten times the current into the motor that it will sustain. Okay. You can get a quick acceleration, but you can hold that for about a second to three seconds before they overheat. With the high pull count motors, you get what's called magnetic gearing. You get a lower speed, but a higher torque. Okay. And it's usually pretty well matched to lead screws and belt drives, so we can get rid of gearheads in a lot of places, and the motor can sustain it. We're just running it at the current that it would run as a stepper all day long, so locked rotor is no nothing particularly special for us. Okay, good. Well, it sounds, uh, sounds really good. Uh, so uh, what I want to say here is uh, thanks for your time, Don. Um, thanks for joining us here today. Um, thank you very much for your time and attention. All right. And uh, everybody else, uh, thank you again for listening. Uh, you can subscribe to Design World's Technology Tuesdays podcasts uh, or just check some other episodes out at soundcloud.com backslash design hyphen world. And you can always get the latest need-to-know engineering information at www.designworldonline.com. Hope to see you next time. Thanks a lot. <laughs>